Welcome back to Movable Snippets. This is Steve Danielson. On this shorter version of the Movable Dough podcast, I bring you one song from a composer and give them a chance to tell you about their piece. Today's piece comes from my friend Stephen Weatherford, who is our rehearsal accompanist and the pianist for the Ensign Symphony and Chorus. On my second concert conducting the Ensign Symphony and Chorus in December of 2018, I had the opportunity to premiere a new arrangement by Stephen of I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. My wife Angie and I recently did an episode on our podcast Knowing Him about the history of I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day, and I was reminded of this piece. Stephen arranged it for chorus, orchestra, and a narrator who tells the background leading up to Henry Wadsworth Longfellow writing his magnificent poem. The narrator describes Longfellow's immense sadness at the loss of his first wife, Fanny, his horror of the current political crisis, the Civil War, and the grief at learning his son had been wounded in the war. Only the bells on Christmas Day could remind him of the hope and peace that God has promised to each of us. Please enjoy this premiere performance of I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day by Stephen Weatherford, performed here by the Ensign Symphony and Chorus. In 1861, life was good for America's then most popular poet and literary scholar, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Henry and his second wife, Fanny, and their five children were very happy in their Cambridge, Massachusetts home. Longfellow adored his wife Fanny. He once said of her, she never came into a room where I was without my heart beating quicker, nor went out without my feeling that something of the light went with her. Fanny loved being a mother and often read aloud to her family, teaching them contemporary and classic literature as well as religious works. Unfortunately, this was to be a year of tragedy for the Longfellow home. In July, Fanny was saving locks of hair from her five-year-old daughter, Edith, by sealing them in an envelope with wax. A match was accidentally dropped onto Fanny's cotton dress, setting it on fire. 
Despite Henry's valiant efforts to smother the fire, his beloved wife was severely burned and died the following day. She was buried on their 18th wedding anniversary. Henry could not attend the funeral because of the burns he suffered trying to save her. The year would also be a tragic one for the nation as a whole. After many years of increasing tensions, the Civil War broke out when the Confederate forces of the South attacked Fort Sumter. The war would rage on for four young, long years, and during that time, over 600,000 young American lives would be lost. And all this for a cause that Ulysses S. Grant has called one of the worst for which a people ever fought. Longfellow hated slavery and had published a collection of poems against it. He also hated how the country had taken sides and was fighting against itself. Being a pacifist by nature, he later wrote, I have only one desire, and that is for harmony and a frank and honest understanding between North and South. The next year, his oldest son, Charlie, then just 17 years old, felt he could no longer ignore his duty to his country and ran off to join the fight with the Union Army against his father's wishes. He wrote to his father, I feel it to be my first duty to do what I can for my country and I would willingly lay down my life for it if it would be of any good. On December 1st of 1863, with Christmas nearing, Longfellow received the dreaded telegram from Washington that Charlie had been severely wounded. A bullet had penetrated both shoulders and nicked his spine. 
The surgeon warned that he might not ever walk again. As Henry rode the train to meet his injured son, he must have felt weight, the weight of his previous losses. His first wife and her unborn child had died years earlier. His first daughter had died in his arms just a year after her birth. His second wife had died horribly by fire. Now his oldest son was injured and might be paralyzed for life. The previous year he had said, a Merry Christmas is no more for me. What would the bells ring in this Christmas? Longfellow had plenty of reason for despair that Christmas. And yet, as he nursed his son back to health, he looked back and felt the hand of God in his life. He wrote that an unseen presence blessed the scene as his dear little girls had their Christmas tree. Perhaps that thought went through his mind as he sat on his porch and listened to the church bells ringing out for Christmas across Boston Harbor. Perhaps listening to those bells made him think back to all the blessings that he had found in his life. His son had had a narrow escape. The bullet missed paralyzing him by less than an inch, and he was on his way to a full recovery. Although Henry missed Fanny dreadfully, he wrote of her, I am at least patient, if not resigned, and thank God hourly for the beautiful life we had together. Surely he thought also of his five children, who had been the inspiration for many of his popular poems. Perhaps he remembered that our own Heavenly Father had sent his Son to us, as described by Isaiah. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and that he would be known as the Prince of Peace. Christ has said that we can have peace in him even when we are struggling with personal trials or tragedies. 
He said, In the world ye shall have tribulation, but I have overcome the world. Even when we can't find peace in the world, we can always find peace in Christ. So there you go. If you enjoyed I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day and would like to learn more about the music of Stephen Weatherford, you can contact me directly at movabledoe at gmail.com and I can put you in touch with him. For my full interviews of composers, check out the full Movable Doe podcast at sdcompose.com slash movabledoe or anywhere you can download podcasts. If you think this podcast is worth $1 a month, please become a subscribing member by visiting anchor.fm slash movabledoe and click support. This is Steve Danielson, helping composers one snippet at a time.